So I would describe myself as still being very shy, but also being a bit more confident in myself than what I was a few months ago. Um, I'm a God-fearing girl. Um, I base everything on God and I trust in him completely, so I do not make a decision without consulting him first. Um, and I think that that has made me who I am now. I am strong mother, I'm determined and hardworking, um, and I'm, I don't care what it takes, but I'm going to prove myself to everybody. And I don't care, like, at the moment, if I have no money at the end of the month, but my kids are going to be at the best school with doing ballet speech and, th and soccer all, but it's fine, because I'm going to be the best mother that I could be. And that's all that I am. When God decided for me to live was when I like really connected with him again. And because he decided for me to live, I owe him everything. The day that God decided I should live is when the day my husband died, when um, his words was to me that, till death do us part, Sita, you will never leave me, till death do us part. And I knew that if I tried to leave him, he would try to kill me. And um, on this particular day, I did tell him, my last conversation with him was that I'm taking my baby now and I'm going to walk out that door and you're not going to hurt me. But obviously that didn't work. So then he started beating me and um, Mary Jane started crying. And he turned her down to like see to her. And what I did was, because I know if I get out the house, he's not going to follow me because he didn't want people to know. But that day he followed me. And I knew when he followed me, I knew... I'm going to die. This man's going to kill me. I remember him pulling my hair, and I remember eating sand and stones because, like, he tripped me and pulling me in, and one of his friends came and to stop, and the two of them started arguing, and I went to go hide because I knew when they're done arguing, he's going to come for me. And that's the moment when I, when God... I feel that God decided that it's him or her because if he's going to kill me, what's going to happen to my child? Um, and then him and his friend got into a fight and they stabbed each other. My husband came in because he couldn't obviously die alone. He tried to come stab me as well. And then I just heard people saying, no, go to hospital, you're bleeding. And that's when I came out and it was quiet and I was like... Okay, God chose me. It's not the first time that my husband was violent towards me. Um, it's like the millionth time, but that was enough. Enough was enough that day um, for me because he'd beaten me. I've got false teeth. My whole mouth is full of false teeth because he'd beat me so bad. I've flown out of the windows and... Um, I've got problems with my ribs, my knee dislocates now and again. So it's not the first time that he's beat me and he does like really brutal. Well, he did it really brutal. Events would start for stupid reasons, really, like things like his 
what his brothers would say or for example when I went to go visit my son the only time that I ever went to go visit my son when I was with him so I went and I had lunch and everything was fine and then I came back and then on the way back I get him in the road and he starts hitting me because I was cheating on him I went to go sleep with somebody and I couldn't understand you yeah, I'm coming and I'm bringing you food I'm bringing Corbin small clothes for your brother's kids but I'm sleeping around. So anything would just stick him off. Anybody could say anything and he'd believe them and he'd attack me. In my husband's life, he had a lot of things going on. Uh, he had brothers that wouldn't leave him alone. They tried to control him and that weren't happy for our relationship because I was the white girl that came into his life and just took over and stuff. So they always tried to break us up. And he could never stand up to them. I think that was the main issue in his life, is that he wanted to get rid of them, but he could I feel that he did feel powerless towards them, and the only way that he could be in control was if he controlled me. The reason why I allowed him to hurt me is because um, I'd given my son up, and I thought that I deserved it. This is my punishment from God. How can I give my son away? No matter what the circumstances was, I was supposed to keep him. And I thought that this is exactly what I was supposed to get. The circumstances that led me to give my son up are that I was on drugs, nobody knew, and I didn't want them to know, and I didn't want him to grow up the way I did because I had an alcoholic and a drug addict for a mother. So I knew what, like the ups and downs and stuff, and I didn't want him to be part of it, so I gave him to my sister. So a typical weekend would look like um, my mom and her friends getting ready to go to the club, me and her friends' kids doing whatever, sitting in the room. Um, if we come out, we'd be scolded out because they'd be getting done, and while they're getting done, they'd be smoking their rocks and stuff because um, they were going to the, like, the nightclub where they go meet the Chinese men. So we knew this and we'd see them come home and but then we'd always get like bags of sweets and chocolates and they'd bribe us with pizza when they come home. But I didn't mind because like I just felt that my mother did what she had to do. I was very different because all I could think was I wanted my mom because she was in and out of my life. So when I had her, I had her and I didn't care what she was doing as long as I had her. When I didn't have my mom, I don't know where she was. Up until today, I still don't know where she was. I'd get um, sent to whichever family member would put up with me. I say put up with me because um, I was very difficult and I would, once she phones, I'll just pack my bags. I don't care what you did for me, what school you put me in. I don't care. I'm going to my mother. So I'll just drop everything and go to her. When I get back to my mom, it's like she never left. She's my mom. I forgave her every time. And it will just be awesomeness between the two of us because I could speak to her about everything. And she was just the best mom when she was with me.
Um, me and my mother did use drugs together. I think I might have started using with her. Um, I remember I started smoking weed when I was like 12, 13. And then when I was 14, I dropped out of school and I started to work. And then that's when I started to use um, rocks with my mom because I'd work and then I'd bring the money home, the tips I made, and then I'd go buy her rocks so that she would smoke and she wouldn't drink because I didn't want her to drink because when she drank, she left the house. But if she smoked, she stayed in the house. I made a plan to keep her at home. My mom never really knew what I was doing. She didn't, I don't think she, in her state of mind, would even think that I would do something like that. The skills that I learned with my mother, I think, most definitely helped me with my husband. Well, not really helped me, but it made that I could cope longer than what any normal person should have. Um, there's there's a name for it, um, but I can't remember now. Some syndrome where you love the abuser. Um, I only later like realized that what my mom was doing is wrong. And with the help of my therapist, he told me that like that's the syndrome I have and that's why I had the same syndrome with my husband. What led me to go have therapy is that um, because of your drug abuse and stuff, like there's a reason why you use drugs. So I knew I had problems and I knew I had to deal with it. I knew that I wouldn't stop using drugs until I've dealt with all my issues, which was childhood issues from my father to my mother to my husband to the rapes to everything. And I needed to deal with it and I needed to speak about it because there's some things that I never spoke about to anybody and nobody knew. And I knew that I needed to get it off my chest so that I could be, I could love. My father is a non-existent topic. Uh, my father committed suicide when I was two years old. So I didn't have him and I kind of blame him for everything that's happened in my life. Because if he didn't kill himself, my mother wouldn't have lost the plot. I think that my father has played a very important role in the relationships that I've had in the sense of the type of men that I go for um, and also the men that I don't keep. And I think that um, it's because I'm always looking for that older man type father figure man that's going to tell me what to do. Um, and if I don't find it, I'm not going to stay with him. But now I know that's wrong. And now I stay away from men like that. <laughs> my drug abuse and my party lifestyle led me to being raped. Um, the guys that I hang out with, the type of people. Although I, did, I didn't like expect the first time for it to happen, um, I think I was very vulnerable then and I kind of just did what my friend told me to do and I had no choice. Um, I was told, there's the gun, you saw it, 
So you do what you need to do. And I did it, and that was it. Never spoke about it to anybody. Um, and I stopped being friends with that girl. Like the weekend when I finally got home, I stopped being friends with her and I was like, I'm done. We went to a club in Ottery and I was told, go with them. They're going to give you a party packet and then you come back. But then I went with my other friend and she was seeing a guy that was with them and she was having too much of a good time, I guess. And I didn't know exactly where I was because I was out of my mind on the drugs and stuff. And um, I remember I phoned my friend and I said, he must come get me. And then I gave the phone and I said, please tell them where I am so they can come get me. And they said no and they put the phone off and they took the phone away from me. So then eventually I guess when they were done the weekend they let us go. I'm a survivor, I'm a mom's kid. I think what anybody draws on to get through anything is the, the will to live, the will not to fight back because you know you're going to die if you're going to fight back. You just don't want them to hurt you. So you just do what needs to be done. What caused me to turn from God is he took my mom away from me. My mom died. Um, this is like a very difficult thing for me to say because I don't like to admit it that um, because the family's fighting over it, um, she died of AIDS. But I kind of knew she had it or I suspected or I wouldn't like touch her if she cut herself or stuff because I'd be afraid of that. But I didn't let her know that I thought that of her. When I love somebody, I love them. So the way I met my husband was, oh gosh, that's another story. Um, so I'd just given my son up and it was Mother's Day two weeks later and I phoned my sister, I'm like, can I see my son? And she's like, no. Like, what? It's Mother's Day. How could you keep him from me? No, because he's now by her and he needs to adjust to being by her and all these excuses she had. And I literally lost it. I lost the plot when she told me that. And I walked out of the house with a small bag, like not even big enough to hold my wallet now or anything. I just walked out. Um, it was payday. And I remember walking in the main road and finding myself in different places. I kept blacking out. And then I ended up in Woodstock, and that's like where I always go back to drug. So I'd go to Woodstock, and I just, I blew it. I blew everything. And then I ended up in Athlone, and then I got robbed. And then my friend took me to my husband's house, because he was the guy you go to if you get robbed. He'll go get your stuff. And, and then the rest was history, and I met him, and then I didn't go home again after that. Um, I was 23 years old and at the time he was 29 years old and then he was like he doesn't want me using drugs so in my mind I was like okay I need to stop you don't want me using you look like you can control me because I know I can't control myself so this is what I need he touched my hand and the sparks flew and he was a good guy or at least I thought he was we tried to be, but he had his own demons. 
but I didn't realize that he was an abuser. The relationship only became abusive like a few months later. Once um, he started talking about he wants to marry me and stuff. And then friends started speaking to him that I was cheating on him or um, anything that would make him angry, they would tell him. And that's when he turned on me and he would abuse me. I remember there was one time I went to the toilet in the middle of the night and I'm sitting on the toilet and I'm doing my business and he comes in and he grabs me and he pulls my hair out and he kicks me, I like had a size nine boot in my face and I was like, why are you eating me? What's going on? I came to, I came to the toilet and then he's like, no, you're sitting and smoking and using drugs outside and I was like, what? I just literally, I just came out of the room and I came to use the toilet. From then, I never went to the toilet in the middle of the night. I used to take a bucket and I used to be in the room. At that time, I was still using drugs, but he didn't want me to smoke crystal meth. He would allow me to smoke mandrax, um, which I didn't smoke before I met him. But I only did it so that he'd, I don't know, he'd be fine with it. I think the reason why he was okay with me smoking the mandrax and not with the crystal meth is because when I smoked crystal meth, I think I missed my son more and I wanted to get to him and I would make suggestions of how I could because, you know, crystal meth like sparks your mind and you think all these things and I would tell him, but when I smoked the mandrax, I would just go to sleep and I wouldn't cry anymore. I think for the first year of our relationship, I cried almost every night. I really missed my child, um, and he had a daughter, and I had to play mommy to her, and I felt like really bad because I'm doing all these things for your child, and my child is out there, and I can't do what I'm doing for your child, for my own child. I was ashamed of my situation and I kept telling myself that this is where I'm supposed to be for what I did was wrong for Corbin. Like everything goes back to him. Like I blamed myself. I was willing to take anything for the punishment for what I did for giving him up. Like I really loved him and I still love him. I stayed because I was too ashamed to leave because at that point I was as thin as a, as a twig. <laughs> um, I had broken teeth. I was, you could literally see that my soul was gone. And I did not want to, my family to see me that way. What had taken my soul is that the beatings, the, the way would tell me that my family didn't care about me and Although I thought it already, and I know it's like complete utter nonsense now, but they have a way of getting into your head and telling you that you're not good enough and that your family doesn't love you. You start believing it and you start telling it to yourself and then you just, you're nothing anymore. And then Either I die or I start fighting back now. My husband never hurt his daughter. Um, I think because I protected her. 
And when he would want to shout at her or hit her, I would like jump in the way, hit me instead of her. Mary Jane was, she was a special one. I don't think that, that he would have ever hurt her. She was the princess. Although, maybe by mistake, but not intentionally. My husband loved Mary Jane very much. I don't miss anything from my past life. I'm glad it's done. And I can't believe that I allowed myself to go through that. Like, um, sometimes I walk down the road and I'll just walk and think, like, what possessed you? I mean, that really now. But, yeah, those things had to happen for me to find God, I guess. So. I've met a lot of women that's in situations that I was in. And I literally feel like just shaking them and telling them, leave him, come, I'll help you. But I know that no matter what you do or what you say, they're not going to. They have to leave for themselves and they have to want to leave. I think what makes me want to tell my story is that I want to help people like that was in the same situation as me. I was lucky because he died. There's people that aren't lucky. And they need to know it's wrong, it's not normal, because women think it is normal. Everybody thinks it's normal, but it's not. I'm Zeta Alexander, soon to be black again. Um, going back to my maiden surname. Um, I am a domestic violence survivor. I'm just a survivor in general. I've survived. Abuse, rape, all types of abuse actually, and life in general.